This is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you. Thanks you uh, for joining us on this beautiful, cold Saturday morning. A little bit of snow, too. You know, it's depressing. Last week, drove here, beautiful sunrise coming up. This week, dark again. Yeah, yes. That whole daylight savings time. Kind of messes you up. Ah, all right. So, Dayton Kane here, David Nason. Good morning. Show sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction, of course. We thank them. Eric Brown from Outdoor Living Unlimited side of that organization coming in next hour. This hour? Wide open. Yes. So we will take calls us. on anything. Right. But you have a busy life going oh. on right now. You were talking to me before the yes. show. What the heck? I, I jumped in both feet. I, I am very busy with a whole lot of stuff. Of course, I'm still doing uh, home inspections. And, but but I should say congratulations. Thank you very much. I think I mentioned it a few weeks back that I was I was going to be doing this, but uh, in um, in uh, at our WAHI, the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors. Uh, spring seminar, uh, which was two weeks ago, um, I was remote up there. Uh, we had our fall, our spring election, and I was elected president of the organization. Congrats! That's so, awesome. Yes, um, two year term. It'll I'll, I'll officially become president or take take um, my term starts on May first. Okay, but, but the election's done, and and so I'll be I'll be. The head of the, the organization, the face of the organization. So what does that mean for your life? What do you have to do with that? Right. So it's it's really, um, we, I run the meetings when we have our, our board meetings. Um, I'm basically the face of, of the, you know, I got a face for radio, but, you know, <laughs> uh, when, when there's anything involving the organization, whether it's uh, where we're communicating with the Wisconsin legislature about any kind of um, issues regarding our standards and things. Also, um, we have a lot of involvement with the WRA, the Wisconsin Realtors Association. We're very involved with them. So it's doing things like that, trying to bring more awareness. I think I'm hopefully going to be able to talk a little bit about it on the show here as we go along, just to make more people aware of the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors. Been around for almost 30 years now. And really what we think is the premier organization in Wisconsin when it comes to uh, training and educating home inspectors. Okay. Not every home inspector is a member of, of Wahi, and they don't have to be. That's fine. But we really, when it comes to, there's, you can go to a lot of different places and, and learn about home inspecting and, and get education about inspecting. But our inspections, our training, education is always focused on Wisconsin. Most of the other companies that you find, they're national or regional at least. And so they're, they're teaching kind of more generic. They might hit on some things about Wisconsin, but Wisconsin has its own standards for doing a home inspection. And we teach our standards. We want to right. make sure our home inspectors are are following the standards here that you have to do. It's all it's state law. Well, inspecting a home in Wisconsin is a lot different than inspecting a home in Florida or exactly. Arizona or right. California. It's just 
different. Right. right. We have different you know, things we're looking right. at. And I, and I belong to the ASHI, which is the American Society of Home Inspectors, and that's a more of a broad, general, uh, kind of like you said, it's it's a little different. Uh, Tom Faza was very involved in ASHI. Um, he, t- he teaches at their annual uh, get-together called Inspection World, and so he was very involved in that. I'm a member of that, and we'll see as my career progresses, maybe maybe I'll... This is the Wahi step. The president step might be a step into that nationally. Well, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. So, so that's that's one of the things. Um, I later today or later this morning, right after the show, I'm going to be speaking at a home buyer seminar at uh, Landmark Credit Union in Waukesha at their Waukesha location. So uh, it'll be uh, a loan uh, mortgage officer speaking, a realtor uh, speaking, Tom Squire from Shore West Realty. He'll be he'll be there. And then myself, and then another um, an insurance home insurance uh, person as well. So, is that open to the public? It is. I'm not sure if you have to sign up. You could go to their website. I believe it's just uh, landmarkcreditunion.com. Yeah, landmarkcu.com. And there's a an events uh, tab, events calendar, and you can go and look. You might be able to sign up. Um, I know there's a, a, a good number of people signed up, but there's probably going to be enough room if a few people wanted to show up for that. So I did one a few weeks ago on a weeknight, and uh, now I'm doing this one today. Okay. And then, and then Friday kicks Friday. off kind of the busy yeah. season for all outdoor contractors. Exactly. The 97th annual Realtors Home and Garden Show going on at the State Fairgrounds. Right. So I know you'll that, be there. I'll be at that. Right. I'll be there Friday, opening it up uh, Friday morning. Uh, Wahi will have a booth there, and uh, it's right next to Creative Construction. Uh, we've talked about them. I recommend them a lot for doing some exterior repair work. Uh, Bingo Emmons is the owner of that company. He graciously donated space, booth space, to Wahi. So we thank you very much, Bingo, for for uh, really recognizing our organization as, as it is, and he's a big supporter of, of our group. Uh, but we'll be right next to them. And then I will be speaking on the, uh, I can't remember the name of the stage, uh, the solution stage yep. uh, is called. I'll be speaking at 1.30 on Friday afternoon. Uh, the uh, presentation, this is the smartest investment when buying a home, have it inspected. So we'll talk about that. I know it's been difficult with our market, but if there's any way possible you can get that into your offer, you really should have a home inspection written into your offer. Or at least have it inspected after you close, right. after you buy, and find out what's wrong what, that needs yeah, to be fixed. What your to-do list. Yeah, is. like you said, it's a huge investment. Exactly. The biggest one you'll probably ever make in your life. Right. Take care of it. Exactly. Make sure it's right. Make sure it's not going to fall right. apart on you. So right. you're a busy guy. Yeah. Got a couple other things too. Uh, the Current Electric is a newer guest here, partner with WTMJ. They are big into solar power. We talked about that a little bit when Chuck was on the show a few weeks back. And they're going to be doing a couple of, couple solar seminars coming up here. Uh, I'll be attending those. One will be Thursday, April 20th at the Pharmacy Public House out in Lake Mills from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And uh, you could probably find more information on Current Electric's website about that. So um, I was seeing you could, uh, for those who like to, Maybe have an adult beverage. You can earn a drink ticket if you RSVP, if you bring a friend, if you bring your electric bill, or book an appointment with them. So, there you go. So some fun out there, and they'll talk solar energy. And then there's another one in June, um, and that one's going to be at the offices of Creative Construction. Creative Construction put a lot of solar power on their roof, so um, you'll get the chance to see 
a commercial application or installation. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, also, meet Creative Construction. If you want to come down, Bingo's a, he's a character. Uh, yeah, a lot of people know him, but uh, yes, a uh, lot of knowledge there. All right, so we have the expert here all hour ready to take your calls. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. And right now, get David Nason on the line. <laughs> give us a call. Give us a text. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Good morning to you, 717. We're going to see a high of 27 today. Going to be a cold one. It was cold out there, like zero with the wind chill they really? were saying this morning. I so I walked right from my house to my garage. I didn't... You weren't outside for any length of time? Yeah, it was cold. Uh, The old German beer hall doing halfway to Oktoberfest today. So anytime you can find a way to celebrate Oktoberfest, I'm in. Green beer yesterday. Yes. German beer today. That's right. Can't go wrong. What a weekend. What what a city. (laughs) You know, this this place is awesome. Uh, Okay, so uh, you've been busy. What did you see on... So you're still doing home inspections, even with all this other stuff going on. What were some of the things you saw today or this week that you were like, oh, yeah, we probably should remind people about this? Uh, As always, grading and drainage. Oh, especially the last month here. It's been impossibly hard to keep that water out. It, It literally is... Something I talk about on everybody's house. Yeah. And and I think every once in a while, somebody's uh, maybe a realtor. Is there ever a house that you don't mention the grading and drainage around it? And it's like, no. No, because everything it, settles and people don't think about it after right. a while, right? It's kind of probably the only times you think about the grading and drainage around your house is A, you're having a home inspection and the home inspector is pointing it out, or B, you're having a foundation problem. Right. right. You know, when it's, when it's raining heavily, you know, Chris Mancuso was on a... On you know that a couple of weeks ago when I was remote up up in Fond du Lac, and he said that the phone just rang like yeah. crazy. Now he's, I I had a chance to talk to him on Tuesday night at our Wahi meeting, and he said there really there's a lot of people that called and you know nervous. Oh, I've got some water here and there, but a lot of people didn't do anything because really that that uh, when that rain came on top of all that snow, snow that was melting and the ground was yeah. frozen and everything there really was no place for the water to go so that was a very unusual occurrence right and in many people who had some water coming in their basement that that may never happen again i mean it could right. but they may never get water in a, in in their basement again so you really it's all but it is all about getting outside making sure that ground is sloping away from your house the first 4 to 6 feet around your house and that's how far out your downspout should, should go, go as well. I see sometimes these black corrugated snakes, you know, mamba snakes going out, yeah. you know, 30 feet and everything. Really unnecessary in most cases. Maybe somebody's got a little bit of more of an issue. But if you're built on a swamp, maybe. The vast to... majority of people really need a, an aluminum extension, four to six feet. The, the, the downspouts come in 10-foot sections. You right. go to... Home Depot or Menards and buy them. They come in ten foot sections. You cut it in half, so you got a five foot extension. You put it on there, and I'm I'm not a fan of the black or, or any other color corrugated these plastic yep. extensions. They they dry out in the sun. They crack. They get brittle. Every little rib that's in there collects a little bit of dirt and debris, so they don't drain very well. They they're very lightweight, so a lot of times they're blown across the yard. So. Uh, so yes, very drainage and, and, and even a house that I saw uh, later in the week that was literally on a hill. Now they didn't have any signs of any water in the basement, which is great. It looked right. very dry, 
very little water probably getting into their sump crock. But still on the front elevation, usually when you, if you're on an exposed lower level, the sides and the rear elevation are, are fine. There's right. no issues there. But it's the front elevation that you have to be concerned about where water could be getting in and around there. So um, that and I saw a chimney uh, it, actually inside the attic. Um, and this is, this is one of those things where, as an inspector, you're, you're trying to see everything. You're trying to look everywhere you can because a, a home inspection in Wisconsin is a visual inspection of the readily accessible areas of a home. Right. We're not tearing drywall off of walls to try, to try to see behind walls. And, and, you know, as far as accessing an attic, that's really up to the determination of the inspector. Is it safe to go in that attic? Am I going to uh, potentially injure myself crawling around an attic or fall, through, or the fall through the ceiling and everything? So I looked up in this attic, and the chimney chase happened to be right literally within feet of the access. So, oh, okay, I'm going to go look in there. Because many times we'll see, and you may have seen this before, especially these wood, wood-built sided chimney chases, if they're on the downward slope of a roof peak, Yep. Many times the flashing fails on them, and so now you got water leaking into that chimney chase, and you can see that sometimes only on the inside. So I peeked my head in there, and I, I looked down, and I was like, oh, I can see all the way down to the fireplace. Oh, and there's insulation laying on top of that fireplace. Well, first of all, there's supposed to be fire stopping at each floor level of that, that yep. chase that goes all the way up, so they that wasn't there. The insulation's laying down on top of the... I stamped a picture, sent it over to a, a chimney sweep that I know he's a member of, of Wahi, Nick Hameter, uh, the humble chimney sweep. And Nick texts me back right away. He goes, whoa, that is a house fire waiting to happen. So hmm. um, so he's going to take a look at that and hopefully we'll get that fixed up. So just weird, weird things like that. I have a question. We were talking about taking my chimney down the, right. uh, uh, underneath the roof line right. and then just sealing up the, the roof. Right. What do we have to do? Because if now now that chimney is just in the attic, mm-hmm. it's if how do we block the fireplace so somebody doesn't use it and just start sending smoke up into the? What yeah. would you need to do to? Is there a legal so, thing that has to happen there? A code? Well, that, it's more of a safety thing, right? Uh, so usually we're talking about taking chimneys down that vent your furnace or water heater. Right, which is, is what this one's still venting okay. our water heater, but we're going to replace the water heater and do a okay. high efficiency and get it out of there. So usually then it's just a matter of sealing up the holes in the basement where the chimney is. So nothing, no air can go out through there. You don't want that air going up into your attic because now it's just going to vent into the attic. Right. Or, but in the case of a fireplace, yeah, I think you really need to uh, do something about sealing yeah, up that flue on the inside of Somebody the just box. comes and starts a fire, and yeah. suddenly your house is filled with smoke because exactly. it's just venting into the attic. Yeah, so, so interesting. It needs to be, I just thought of that when you were talking about it. to be a permanent, I don't know if it's a matter of welding the, the damper the, yeah. shut or sealing it up, but also you don't want air leaking from the house up into the attic. Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean, so, I'll know. Yeah, you know, if right. if we do that, I'll know not to put a fire in there. Right. But the next person that buys the house, I'll, obviously, I'll, we'd let them know. Hey, this isn't a working fireplace. Yeah. I'll give just, you Nick's name, and, and maybe he can, he can at least over the phone give you some advice on that on how to seal that up. All right, we'd love to hear from you. The old National Bank talking text line is eight five five six one six one six twenty. An hour without a guest, which means. Any question is open. Uh, David Nason will probably be able to answer it for you. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning to you. My name is Dayton. That's David727. Uh, today we celebrate Awkward Moments Day, which is perfect for this show. So, uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate that. Uh, we do have a call that came in during the break, and he asked about underground... Um, Downspouts, drains. drains going to a reservoir. What are our opinions on that or thoughts right. on that? They clog and they freeze and they leak. Yeah, so you got to so, do them right for sure. Definitely. Like, don't just stick a pipe under there right. and think that's going to work. And, and especially if you're going to do underground drains, I get it. Some places you literally have to. If you've got a downspout that's going to spill onto your driveway or across a sidewalk, then maybe the best option is to do an underground drain. If you're going to do an underground drain, you really need to do make sure that pipe is a PVC pipe. Yeah, not the corrugated yeah, black the corrugated stuff. Corrugated black you stuff. So much. Like I said, it above ground, the sun makes it get brittle and crack and it blows away. Underground it clogs. And when it clogs, then the water backs up when the water freezes because you're not putting it four feet underground. So it's going to freeze in the winter. And then the water again it cracks very thin and then the water just leaks right down along your foundation. And so often I see where they're, they're where the downspout is, but they're abandoned, and now they have the aluminum extensions like I recommend. So I, I'm personally not a fan of if, if you can get away with not doing them, but if you're going to do them, make sure they're the PVC pipe. Try to bed them in some gravel so that they don't settle and get, you know, and crack. But if it's a PVC pipe, at least you could have – a company like Rosca Plumbing or Roto-Rooter or somebody that clears sewer lines come in and run, or you could rent a snake from a, you know, an Ace Hardware or something and run that in there and try to clear it. But you also need to have a, a good slope in your yard. Because right, I've seen right. some, you know, already this year where the yard is basically flat. So it goes underground and then it goes and then it comes back up. They have these pop-up drains yep. in the yard. So what you're asking the water to do is come off your roof, go in the drain, go underground, travel horizontally, not and probably not on a pitch, so horizontally, and then pop up the drain. Water seeks its own level. Right. That's how drain traps under your sink work. So the water pop up into your yard. It it in my mind it doesn't work. Yeah. There's a lot so, more to it than yeah. just burying a pipe. Right. Like you gotta exactly. really think it through. So exactly. be careful if that's something you're looking to do. Right. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. It is the Fix-It Show. We'd love to hear from you. Now we go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jessica Gatso. Good morning. More of your questions next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning to you. It's Dayton Kane, David Nason. You can find the Fix It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course at WTMJ.com. It's right. loaded up there every week. Thanks to Isaac, our producer in the booth. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Isaac. 
Good morning, fellas. Good morning. All right, we do have a text here at eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the old National Bank talk and text line. It says, "Good morning, guys. I'm building a brand new home, and I have the option between a fifty gallon gas water heater or a sixty five gallon hybrid electric heat pump water heater. What are your thoughts? Compare and contrast any issues or benefits. Thanks, Rick. Right. So, Thanks for texting in, Rick. Good question. Uh, so, a fifty gallon gas water heater is. That's basically what the majority of people have in their right. basements today is a gas-fired uh, hot water. I don't like saying hot water heater because you're not heating hot water. <laughs> it's just a water heater. Just a water heater. Right. So um, a water heater. So that's going to that's gonna be the tried and true. That's what everybody does. The big difference would be is it naturally venting or drafting through a bee vent through the roof or a chimney or is it a, a high-efficient unit that's venting out through a PVC pipe with a, a fan, an exhaust fan on the top of it? So that can be pretty efficient. Um, but the hybrid electric heat pump water heater, that is the, that's, that's what's coming about. Is, and Jason Fox from Capital Heating and Cooling, he's been talking about heat pumps and electric uh, for some time now. And that's where that whole industry is going. That um, heat pump technology, which hasn't been real popular up in northern climates, is becoming more popular because of the technology of what allows it. When it's zero degrees outside, believe it or not, there's actually heat in that air. I would I would argue every day yeah. of my life about that. <laughs> but uh, a heat pump can get heat out of that air just the way it works because of the way it's compressing the refrigerant in that that when it compresses it and goes through the whole process, the the refrigerant is actually colder than the air outside. So it's um, there's a whole. I, I always talk. There's two things in your house that work by magic: a softener, water softener, <laughs> and your your air conditioner. Because they're they're, I guess they're not totally difficult to understand, but most people just don't. I mean, unless you really read into it and study it and everything, it's, there's, a, there's a lot that goes on. Just a lot of science going on. There's there. a lot of, yeah, exactly, a lot of science going on. Because an air conditioner is actually an exchange of heat. You know, you get cold air coming out of your vents because you got a, a machine on the outside and two little copper pipes connected to it. How am I getting cold air out of that? Yeah. So it's exchanging the heat. It's pulling the heat out of the air. Well, a heat pump is doing the same thing. And as, uh, you know, Rick text it in here, that is, if you can go that way, the thing, the benefit to the 50-gallon water heater is cost, initial cost. Initial cost, yeah. Of installation. The, that's going to be, I, I don't know numbers, but it's probably going to be a, a pretty good amount less than the electric heat pump. Is that unit. just because the electric heat pump's a newer technology and just it's yeah. not as installed as often, so the... Demand isn't there, so right. So it's also probably going to include a an, an exterior condenser. Okay. Whereas the 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 um the gas water heater is just a tank inside sure. your house, and you're again you're just heating a tank of of water. And that hybrid electric unit is it because it's a heat pump. Again, it's an exchange of heat. The way it works, it's got to dispel heat to the outside, or 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 in this case, bring heat in. From the outside, right. in order so a heat pump basically reverses itself during the seasons. So in the summer, when it's hot outside, it's taking the heat from outside and bringing it in for use to to, to heat the water. 
And in the winter, it's and again, it's gonna it's got a reversing valve in it. It's gonna change direction and how it works. It does so, it automatically. It does, yeah, you exactly. Do based on and both of these are different than the on-demand electric right. ones that are heating at the time you turn right. on the faucet. So on-demand, not instant. Yeah, That's I think different. one of the biggest complaints about that. The wall hung unit tankless water heater that's hanging on your wall or you're thinking about doing that it is not an instant water heater if you want water when you turn your faucet on you need to look into you know at an actual source water heater where they can put a little uh, source unit underneath your sink or something or they can put a recirculating pump in or a small tank or something in your but an on-demand just by itself takes a little bit of time. So if you wake up in the morning and first thing you're doing is turning on the shower, well, all the pipes from where that water heater is located in your basement up to your shower, the water's been sitting in those pipes all night long and it's cooled off. Yeah. So the unit turns on, it pushes all that cold water through those pipes. It, the unit has to fire up and get started and start heating the water and then it will get up to your location once you get hot water, that unit's going to provide hot water all day long. You could even run if all day. If you left your faucet you on, you're yeah. going to get hot water all day long. It's just not instant. Suppose a benefit of that is you're not paying to heat water all the time. You're not paying like you to are. heat that 50-gallon right. tank of water and keep it hot. Right. So definitely. So there is a benefit that way, right. but it may take a little bit longer to get that hot water right. to the, your faucet when you need it. There's a higher installation cost for an on-demand water heater as well. It typically requires a larger gas line because it's using more gas than your your typical water heater might only need a half inch gas line to it, whereas the on demand is going to need at least a three quarter uh, gas line uh, water lines to it. You know, so there's then it's going to vent outside differently. Uh, so there are some installation costs involved, higher installation costs involved with that on demand system. But I would again say, Rick, if you can if you can do that hybrid heat pump, that is going to serve you very well and probably longer than the the tank unit that you're considering. Great question. We'd love to hear from you. The old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Dayton Kane, David Nason, Isaac in the producer's booth. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Good morning, the NCAA round of 32 going on tomorrow. Marquette takes on Michigan State at 515. I don't know if that's, is that Eastern time, Central time? How's your bracket doing? Uh, My bracket's awesome because I don't do one, so I haven't lost one yet. Mine is not doing well. I'm sure a lot of people, Purdue losing last night. Holy cow. The Purdue lost, and um, there's a couple other... Big There's loss. A fair, fair number of upsets yesterday. Yeah, that's so good. That I, makes it fun. I have one bracket. The uh, Kelman Restoration does uh, a bracket challenge every year, and so I just it. I literally take less than two minutes to fill out my bracket. <laughs> click, 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 click. Done. Yeah. I think my final four is still intact. I got Mark that's going nice. to the final four. Actually, going to the championship game. So that one you pick for sure. Like, why go you know, hometown? They right? they just seem to to really have it going this year. Yeah. They just that team is is winning. So the old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Dayton Kane, David Nason here. Uh, so this time of year, spring is 
coming. Have we yes. hit spring officially yet? No, it's I, like a, I don't, the 21st. Yeah, something like that. We're close. We're close. Day. So what should we be looking at on the outside of our house, inside of our house? Are, what are we switching at this time of year? Right. So grading and, and drainage around your home is, is very important year round, but especially in the spring, we've been cooped up in our houses. We've had all this snow. We, it was a weird winter this year with snow, rain, ice, a lot snow, of different rain, things. Snow, ice, ice over melting. and over. Right. So uh, the heavy wet snows can really uh, cause some settling that goes on around your house. So make sure the the grading around your house, get out there and check the grading uh, and drainage around your house. Make sure downspouts are are connected. If you're having, if you have underground drains, try to make sure those are clear so that water can drain away properly. So April showers bring May flowers. So now, not only have we now had a lot of rain yeah. over this winter, we're probably going to get more rain in spring. So you want to make sure the water gets away from your house. Your gutters too. We've had some heavy wet snows that can, if you, especially a smaller section of gutter, maybe a little more uh, chance of that becoming uh, pitched incorrectly. I found that the other day I walked around when all the snow was melting and I found a drip coming out one small section of gutter, right. pitched the wrong way, and that water was running right down the wall. And right signing. into a corner of my house and garage, sure. I'm like, all right, now I got to get up there and I got to repitch that little piece of section to get it so it'll flow sure. out the right way. And so depending on the type of siding or maybe brick or stone veneer on your outside of your house, if that water is continuing to drip, that can wear away at your siding. It can get behind your siding. It can get behind the stone or the brick. So making sure your gutters are pitched and clear. Make sure they, yeah. they're – so over the winter, maybe as a snow – uh, granules will wash off your roof a little bit as an older, older shingles, the the gutters can fill up a little bit. That's so they don't drain. So cleaning, cleaning out your gutters is not just a fall, uh, a job for some people, for some people it's in spring. It's not, but just check them right. safely, you know, get on a ladder safely and look at your gutters. So those types of things, look at your windows and your siding, look at the outside of your, take a walk around the outside of your home check for things that may have occurred over the, over the winter are storms or screens coming loose is there any trim coming loose that you might want to try to get secured or if it's warm enough you could do some caulking again water there's it's, there's a theme here that we're talking about <laughs> water is what we want to try to keep away from our house or away from getting inside or the walls or or behind things so we definitely want to try to, if you can do some caulking, if there's some gaps that you see, painting might be a little touch and go right now until we really get warmer. But some of the paints that are being made today can they can be used down to 32 degrees. It's really about if it gets cold at night like we had last right. night, uh, the paint won't set up. So those are some good tips to really look at on the outside of your house. Monday is the first day of spring, Isaac oh, just told me. So. Awesome. Monday it is, and then right. we can look forward to summer after no that. No more snow after that, right? Yeah. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. We do have some texts we'll get to when we come back. It is a Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. David and Dayton. One guy knows what the heck he's talking about. We'll let you figure out which one it is.
It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Hey, Isaac, I wrote a whole bunch of new lines so we didn't have to play that one anymore. Where, when are those coming in? <laughs> that one's never When are those away. coming in? Good, good morning. Dayton Kane, David Nason here. Going to be a high of 27 today. Uh, the show is sponsored every week by Siding Unlimited and JAB Construction. Eric from Siding Unlimited and Outdoor Living Unlimited on with us next hour. So we'll be talking to him. Don't forget, 97th Annual Realtors Home and Garden Show starts this coming Friday at the State Fairgrounds. Uh, we'll both be out there different right. times throughout the week that's coming right. next Friday. So check that out. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. We have a question here that says, do you have a battery backup sump pump system that you recommend over others? Is it okay to install it yourself or more of a plumber job? Well, definitely plumbers install them. Install yourself, you know, it's going to speak to the level of your ability, handiness, how much so you watch on YouTube. There's a difference between getting the battery backup to hook up to your sump pump, and that way it just kicks on when your electricity goes out, right. versus a whole nother sump pump with a battery backup, right. adding that to it. Yeah. That's so a little more complicated. We were talking a little bit before we came back on the air. So, yes, if you are just concerned that if the power goes out, you want a pump to be able to run. Right. So that one you would put in a battery backup system, and probably run the pipe and connect it to the existing pipe that's going outside. So that in that case, only one pump is running. Right. So if the power's out, the main one can't run. The battery backup one's going to run. It's going to pump out the pipe. If you're concerned about not only that power going out, but also in a case where maybe we your your sump crock, if you're in a low area, you are like we are, yeah, where that main pump can't keep up with the volume of water on a heavy rain. So now you want a sump pump to kick on second one to kick on during those times that pump needs to pump out through its own separate pipe right because if they're pumped into the piped into the same pipe that pipe that two inch pipe can only handle a certain volume of water whereas if you put a second pipe pump in and a second pipe now they both can be pumping and they can both be pumping a volume water through their own pipe so that one might be a little more involved where you'd need to get a plumber involved uh, I would I would at least maybe consult a plumber. Milestone Plumbing in Wauwatosa is a great company for something like that. Uh, I could definitely look up uh, look at that company up. Milestone Plumbing. Again, it depends a little bit on how handy you are and your ability of you know connecting pipes and things. And you know, also electricity might be an issue. Where you're pl- plugging the pumps in? Do you have an, uh, another you know, outlet? At least another outlet available. Newer homes, they're putting an outlet that's dedicated. For that, uh, right on the wall, right there. Older homes, it, the outlet's up in the floor joist. You really shouldn't be plugging pumps into a, uh, an extension cord, if at all possible. Um, and the pump, the cord on or the outlet on the ceiling, that pump, that cord can fall out. So you really ought to have an outlet or a dedicated outlet right there on the wall. So we don't have a recommended backup system no. necessarily. The other thing, <clears throat> so if you already have a sump pump. You can just buy a battery backup system that that pump goes into. That's really easy to install because you're plugging yeah. it in the wall. You're plugging your sump pump into the battery backup system. It, it, that's a simple solution. If right. all you're trying to do is I want to keep my sump pump right. on when the electricity goes out. Sure. That's a simple thing that right. anybody can do. You can, yeah. If you're not adding the extra pipe and you're trying to put right. an extra sump pump in. Right. You know, so and it's, it is a good idea to also... If you're having the battery backup system, make sure you get a trickle charger. Yep. The trickle charger plugs in, so that's always keeping that battery charged. 
Because you just set a battery down there, and there's the debates on whether it can sit on the concrete or not, but you know, we won't go there. But you just set a, a battery there and not have a trickle charger, it's going to lose its charge, right. whether it's being used or not. So you want to have a, a trickle charger on it to keep Hopefully it that's built into the backup system you're right. looking at. And yeah. That should be right. part of what they are providing for that. Exactly. So. Great stuff. We are going to hear from Eric Brown next hour. Get your calls ready for him or your text on the old National Bank Talk and Tax Line, 855-616-1620. When we come back, we'll check in with Jessica Gatso in the WTMJ Breaking News Center. It is the Fix-It Show. That is our number one. This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at Not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.